0: How to easily productize the management of data. A series of podcasts brought to you by Sage as part of the Data Transforming Business Series. Accelerate your business with Sage X3. The solution for faster, simpler and flexible enterprise management in the cloud. Your moderator for this podcast is Donna Burbank.
1: Hello, and welcome to the second installment of the EM360 podcast series on how to easily productize the management of data in today's marketplace. I'm Donna Burbank, and I'll be your host for today's discussion. Today we'll be discussing self-service business intelligence for ERP systems and whether this is a dream or a reality. I mean, certainly more and more business users want to be more in control of their BI reporting, but is is this a feasible goal, particularly with ERP systems that are sort of known for their complexity, or is it something that really could be a reality? I mean, one of the questions is, are these underlying data systems just too complicated, Or are business users savvy enough and the tools slick enough nowadays to make sure that business users can be truly autonomous? If you remember from the last podcast, we did have a user that was facing these challenges um, himself, and and these are the questions that many organizations are facing today as we try to find that right balance of where the roles of IT and the business intersect. So today I have as my guest, Garth Laird, the president and CEO of Zap, who's a company who specializes in this type of self-service BI reporting for ERP systems. And we'll get his thoughts on this conundrum. So welcome, Garth. It's a pleasure to have you here today. I want to get your thoughts on this conundrum, because as I mentioned, self-service BI is this growing trend, and I think business users want to be in greater control of their reporting and analytics, but often their efforts are stymied when they really start getting into these underlying complexities of the data and the interrelationships between data. So given that these systems are inherently complex, do you think self-service is realistic, or are there things that can max the complexities nowadays um, to make this necessary evil kind of go away? So what, what are your thoughts on this?
0: Look, I think self-service is a a concept that's come out of um, people needing to get access to what is an ever-increasing level of data that we have to surf across and understand. And it's come from the fact that the traditional BI tools were very complex. You know, the tools that were built many, many years ago who who have sustained the Fortune 5000 companies for many, many years, and I won't name those, were, you know, built at a time where data wasn't so prevalent, uh, technology wasn't so fast, and, and they were very large and complex and now very, very costly to maintain. So there was a range of new BI tools called self-service that came to market where people could download those and spend their 1,995 US dollars, download it, and off they go. They're, they're into their data and, and surfacing up stuff and, and representing it back to the business. The The problem is that It was supposed to be self-serve, not serve yourself. And what I mean by that is the idea of self-service really was for an organization to provide a platform that a a person in the business, whether they're in sales or marketing or finance or supply chain or manufacturing or, or whatever could actually get access to what what is regarded as strong, reliable data and then serve themselves with the data they need to re- reply to queries that the business might have. The problem with self-serve became that it was exactly that, serve yourself. There was no structured data layer, and so people were buying these tools and just going straight against the, as you said, rather complex solutions that are collating that data, such as ERP products, and therefore the serve yourself mentality became... Very prevalent, and you'd have many, many people serving themselves against that data source in an unstructured way and ending up coming up with really, really different and often poor and incorrect results. So, you know, we're starting to see lots of examples where CIOs have come to the press as well as CFOs have said, you know, we didn't realize that we had 17 instances of this one product being used in our business that has been downloaded by many, many people and used across a range of different data sources. And the problem we've got is we've got no correlation as to whether the data they're actually using is being reported in a way that actually is correct and and usable by the business. I think what's needed is self-service is fine. Self-service is a wonderful concept, but it has to be supported by um, the capability to productize data sources into a way that they are repeatable models so that a person using a self-service data capability tool can actually go against a data source that has been um, signed off by the business and by IT in the business so that there's a construct around how that gets used, what the parameters are, and everybody knows that the data that's being used is consistent across the entire business. And I think the, the individual that you did interview in the previous podcast from Lagan had a great examples of how many people were doing that in their business, and they were looking to try and standardize across that exact issue.
1: Yeah, I, I like how you, you labeled that self-serve not serve yourself because i think that is sort of what people find you know they think it's going to be a nice sort of buffet of food and we we handle a shovel and some seeds you know and expect them to
0: exactly nice exactly, exactly. Yeah. right so yeah. I,
1: I, you could drill down a little more into that because i think you touched on this idea and i think some listeners would probably want a little more detail on you know what does it mean to have this common model and, and who built that is that something in the tool is it work with the business or you know how does that this black box that is kind of undecipherable becomes something that is more
0: self-serve? Yeah, it's a great question. Look, one of the questions I ask, I I work with a lot of senior executives all over the world. I was with one yesterday with the largest privately owned company in in the United Kingdom. And one of the things I posed to him is, You know, here you are just about to embark on a large refreshment globally of your ERP solutions. And as a result of that, you're not going to go and build those. You're going to go and select from a range of vendors. And there's a well-known range of ERP vendors around the world. There's a shorter number now than there ever was before. You're going to select one of those and you're going to deploy their product out either with them or with one of their partners. But when it comes to BI, um, here we are in 2017 and people are still trying to build all this stuff, which when you think about it is almost incongruous, given the fact that why would you build something in an age where these products already exist so you know this is not a uh, advertisement for zap today but products like our own where we are actually building out data models for data sources so for instance for a lot of the erp products around the world we have out-of-the-box data models that map to the exact schema and database design of that entire erp solution and you know some of those have thousands of relationships across the data that you know you could never put together by putting a white coat on and getting your fingers out out onto a keyboard and coding for months on end, you'd never be able to do it. But we've done that because we've actually created a productized approach to it. Then we sell basically a data model connector where people can take all the risk out of the integration with that data source. The time to value dramatically increases. And all of a sudden you've got something where you can mitigate the risk. You can add value to the business very quickly and you can buy it versus build it. And of course, nobody wants to build things anymore because it's just too risky and too hard.
1: Right yeah that 's a good point and I think so we 've touched a bit on the the technical side of it, and I think so say we were to allay that fear and we can suddenly see the data. I think the other flip side of that coin now is that idea of trusted data, and I know a lot of organizations are starting to really look more detailed at data governance and integrating analytics and reporting into this wider data governance initiative so Given that now we're self-service, is there a role for sort of a governed self-service? So what's your advice for professionals trying to create this trusted source and, and kind of match that flexibility and autonomy so you can still be productive, but at the same time having that right governance in place? So what, what's your view on that balance?
0: Yeah, it's, it's, a, it's a tough balance. But So, you know, once again, not by way of advertisement, but we're doing a lot of work with a UK-based company at the moment called Sage. Even though we work with other vendors, we work with Sage, and what we're doing with Sage around a couple of their products, in fact, more than a couple, quite a range of their products, but a couple of their main products, we're building out, firstly, a productized, repeatable, and governed data model that every Sage business partner can sell to every Sage customer and know that it actually corresponds to the particular version of the Sage product as it comes out of the box so the customer knows they don't have to go and get a whole lot of bi professionals in to build all this because it actually comes out of the box with the sage product as a repeatable data model but then Donna, as you ask that's fine you've got a data model what do you do with it what we've also done is then we've built a whole range of best in class analytics by role and by function that sit in line inside the Sage applications. So when a Sage customer buys a solution from Sage, they also get a set of analytics with the data model that corresponds. So whether that's an, a CFO dashboard, a sales director dashboard, supply chain manufacturing, or then all the drill throughs back to the transactional data that supports that, they basically get a fully integrated and governed source of data from the transactions they put in to the outcomes and insights they get out through analytics through the Sage uh, analytical reporting solution that we've built. Now, in addition to that, then we give them the capability to use those standard out-of-the-box solutions, but then they can create their own by taking what's been given out of the box as a starting point and adapt to that for things that are particularly important for their business because their business may well have slightly different processes or whatever it is that makes them slightly different in market and gives them a strategic advantage. They can very quickly take what we have out of the box, slightly modify that and have something particular and specific to that business. So to me, that's been the big gap in BI for many years, you have a BI consultant sitting on one side of the table, and you have the customer sitting on the other side of the table, and the question comes out, what would you like? And six months later, there's nothing done because nobody really knows. What we're doing is bridging that gap by providing a productized data model and a productized set of analytics, and that creates a starting point where the conversation can be had, and it really then increases the time to value for people to get exactly what they want and reduces massively the risk and cost to get an analytical solution that will run the business. Business and drive value into that business
1: yeah I mean that's a good point. I, I think you really hit on the crux of it right right in that discussion of really the reason we're doing this is this business insights and the analytics, and unless you have that governance and standard ways of looking at the data and standard ways of reporting it, you really you know it's, it's these different silos of people, so I, I think that was very interesting
0: yeah possible uh,
1: but unfortunately, we are out of time. I think I could talk about this for the rest of the day it's, it really is so uh, Key to so much of what people are, you know, hitting on today, um, but I will. We do have to wrap up the podcast for this uh, series. I will give a quick call out um, for our next podcast in the series. That actually we will drill a little more into that idea of how you unlock the business insights from these ERP systems. Um, so, Garth, I'd like to thank you for your time today, um, and hopefully, you can all join us on our next podcast. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Donna. For more information on this and previous podcasts in the series, please visit the EM360 website at em360tech.com that's em360tech.com I'm Donna Burbank and thanks for listening
0: The Data Transforming Business Series brought to you by Sage Accelerate your business with Sage X3 The solution for faster, simpler and flexible enterprise management in the cloud This podcast was presented by Enterprise Management 360 and moderated by Donna Burbank